let's kick things off uh, with a question to you. I'm curious whether our first conversation is one that you feel applies to you directly or if it's connected to you because of the people in your life. Are you on TikTok? If you aren't, likely someone in your close circle is. It is ballooning in terms of popularity on social media. It's the sixth most popular social media in the world. It has over 1.5 billion monthly active users. There are 3 p- three billion people that have downloaded TikTok, so maybe they're on the fence about using it, but they have it. They have the ability to post or uh, they're they're thinking about it. And out of the world... 4.8 billion people are using the internet. 20% of them are on TikTok. So it's a monster. But as we know, it's owned by China. That's a country that has well, pretty different ideas of how to police internet usage compared to Canada and control control people, control people in general, not just even just the narratives that, that are being shown to users, but to control people. So are we being naive here in Canada about using apps that are run by China. So we're going to get into this conversation with uh, our next guest, who's the Director of Government Research at Security and Surveillance Research Group, IPVM. Connor Healy is joining us tonight. Connor, good evening. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. Connor, you and I actually spoke uh, on my show in Edmonton earlier this week, uh, and not necessarily about this. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, not about TikTok per se, but about a different area of Chinese interference, if you want to call it that. Uh, A story that really caused some eyebrows to raise that I think leads us into the idea of should we be afraid of TikTok here in Canada? So let's let's start there, Connor. Let's start from the beginning, because this this story, it caused some eyebrows to raise uh, about China's role in our life. And it was a story that had to do with the RCMP. So this deal that the RCMP secured, it's software that's meant to monitor RCMP radio communications and make sure that there's no way that anyone could spy or interfere. The contract that was secured was for a Chinese company. Why, from your perspective, do you think that that is problematic? Well, you know, it's such an interesting episode. It's certainly not the first uh, time that a questionable Chinese company has ended up supplying the Canadian government with critical technology. But in this case, it was it was so critical, the technology that they were supplying Um, So it was anti-eavesdropping. It was also just communications technology. It was also hardware in addition to software. And um, it was a company that had not long ago been indicted on 21 criminal charges of espionage. Um, So it wasn't just that it was Chinese. It was that it was Chinese and that they had engaged in spying already. And so I think because it was such a bizarre episode, it raised all these other questions about, you know, uh, you know, what are we doing here? How could the RCMP possibly be giving contracts to these companies? Um, and, you know, that's why I think there's been such a reaction. Uh, it is an interesting segue into TikTok. You know, there's been um, a lot of discussion in the U.S. about TikTok this week, which we can get into. Um, but as far as the high terror contract goes, um, that, you know, I hope is a moment of reckoning for Canada. 
It, it's interesting. It raises a lot of different questions, Connor. You know, one is, is this the RCMP making yet another mistake? We've heard of a lot that have been newsworthy over the last few years. Uh, is this is this just general naivete? Like, wh- how could something like this be approved? And are we then naive in general as a country about China's role in our software? Do you think that do you think that it's that? Uh, yes. Yeah, we definitely are naive. Um, I don't think that, um, and I don't mean to patronize your listeners, I don't think that most Canadians understand the, the issues at stake here and the threat that we face. Um, you know, the evidence of the Chinese government's brazenness in hacking and manipulating the populations of foreign countries using every tool possible is so overwhelming that there's really no debate to be had about that. There's also no debate to be had about the control that the Chinese government asserts over its corporations, whether those are state-owned or not. Um, I don't mean to come off as an alarmist here, but the situation is, is really quite dire. Uh, you know, every day in my job, one of the things we spend a lot of time doing is analyzing the statements that Communist Party officials, People's Liberation Army, that is the Chinese military officials, um, and various other sort of elements within China, what they are saying internally um, about their intentions in the West. And it is a dark situation. Um, It is not incomparable to the 1930s. So what can what can you say without sort of stepping on, you know, into a legal situation here, Connor? What can you say about some of that information that you see? Do we know to what end China would want to spy on Canada exactly? Or what are some of those things that we should be nervous about? Well, what they're doing currently is, um, you know, at a minimum, they're they're trying to suppress negative opinions about China and also um, trying to suppress people who are from China who have managed to get to Canada and, you know, in some cases they're trying to bring them back in other cases they're trying to harass them. That's what, that's what's definitely happening right now. Um, They are also for, for reasons that are kind of debatable, trying to collect an enormous amount of data on Western populations. You know, there've been a whole variety of different hacks. Um, This is something where sort of TikTok comes up here. There was a hack a few years ago where they were able to steal the military files of pretty much every active military member in the U.S., nobody is 100% sure why they want such vast amounts of data on on people in the West, but it's something they're very eager to collect. Um, and, you know, for the most part, at the at the moment, the other application that, that all this seems to be going towards is sort of disinformation campaigns mm-hmm. or influencing elections. Um, and frankly, I think much of it remains to be seen in terms of how a lot of this is applied. Uh, thanks so much for, for sticking around and for coming back to talk about this. I think the, the media is part of what we wanted to discuss, and that is whether or not Canada should ban TikTok. So uh, let's just sort of define exactly what you think TikTok is able to do in terms of a national security threat, which is what it's now being being looked at as. Well, there, there are two different ways that that threat's been characterized. So the first one is the surveillance threat, so that TikTok is monitoring individuals that use an app. 
uh, that use the app. So there are people who have called it a surveillance app that, you know, it's accessing information on your phone. It's sort of learning about you as an individual. Um, this is a claim that's been made a lot. Um, there isn't a ton of evidence out there in public um, th that actually proves that that's the case. But that is certainly what many authorities in the U.S. have been saying. Um, and then kind of a similar concept taken more broadly is that it's a surveillance app for the population. In other words, it understands what a particular population is thinking or doing and, you know, can create insights in terms of how to uh, influence that population. And, you know, those are really the main threats that people get at. Um, I think some of this is also kind of conflated with, um, you know, uh, the kind of impact that it might have on kids, but I don't think that that's really, that, I don't think that should really be a huge part of the conversation, but sort of national security when we talk about banning it. You know, we started talking about Canada being naive about China when it comes to certain technologies. Are we, Connor, I wonder being naive to think that something like TikTok could be banned. I mean, at this point, the horse is out of the stable, is it not? Do you, do you see that a ban is actually realistic? Yeah, well, you know, there have been there are a lot of people who've been saying that in the past few days. Uh, I certainly think a ban is realistic. Um, I mean, <laughs> for one, uh, a single company controls most of the people that use TikTok in the U.S. and Canada. In other words, Apple um, and iPhone users, and they could simply take it off the App Store. So, on a technical level, a ban definitely can occur um, because this is an app that runs largely on phones. Um, and I, I think on a technical level, it definitely could happen. Um, I do think that, you know, banning things that people use and enjoy, this is not something we should do in a democracy without extremely good reasons. Hmm. Um, and the, the risk of making a rash decision here is, is even higher because there's always a tendency to want to ban a new thing that young people love. Um, that's a story that's old, you know, as old as time. Having said that, I think a ban on TikTok is the right path forward. The other thing I'd add is that when we talk about a ban, that can actually mean a few things. Um, you know, one of the main things people have talked about is it's not it's not actually a ban. It's it's that TikTok would still exist, but that its Chinese ownership would basically sell it or give it up, right? Um, and that's probably the best path forward. You know, there's concern that the algorithms on TikTok could be could be manipulated to push, you know, as you've, as you've mentioned before, disinformation that is designed to divide Canadians. And I mean, we see that divide already. Do you think, do you think that we are already being manipulated by some of these algorithms? Do you think that there is already cause for concern that you're seeing happening right now? Uh, there is some evidence of that. Absolutely. I wouldn't call it ironclad. There's also some evidence of that for other social media platforms like Facebook, um, you know, in previous elections. Sure, Frankly, exactly. I think the bigger concern, yeah, I think the bigger concern is is really about the future. Whether or not it's happened in the past, you know, the evidence is never going to be very good. It's going to be very hard to prove this with TikTok. The bigger concern is, is that an enormous number of people use it. It's controlled by the Chinese government. I'm far more worried about what's going to happen rather than what's already happening if the platform can be controlled by a highly adversarial um, foreign government. 
Do you think that Canada realistically has the capability to look into this and to investigate this fully? Where do you think that this is going to go? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Canada alone doesn't. But but Canada, in partnership with the Five Eyes nations, you know, the U.S., United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, um, they do. And I think this would be going better for Canada uh, if they were sort of on the same page as those other nations in terms of taking these threats seriously. That would make it a lot easier for Canada to investigate these issues. Um, but no, Canada alone does not have the capabilities or, or at least does not have the will to look into this as seriously as they should. So maybe then the impetus needs to come from users. And you've talked about how maybe you don't want to necessarily sound like an alarmist, Connor, but, you know, there are there are real concerns here. And I you are going to hear the argument from people saying, well, my information is already out there. And yeah. maybe that's yeah. just completely defeatist. What do you say to that, to that attitude? I, you know, I'm, I I think that the, the personal information issue here is actually not not a big one when it comes to TikTok. That's not really what worries me when it comes to TikTok. I'm not really worried about even myself, you know, personally, like not that I have TikTok on my phone personally, but if I did, um, I don't think that the big issue here is individual surveillance. It's it's the ability to um, sort of uh, create misinformation campaigns on a mass scale. You know, it's, it's a geopolitical issue rather than an individual issue. I think that anyone using TikTok who says, you know, they're not super worried about their individual information being collected by it. I totally respect that. And, you know, I might not be so worried as well. Uh, when it comes to the conversation about banning TikTok, I don't find that to be a very convincing argument um, because there are a lot of different apps that collect data. With TikTok, yeah. there are some unique concerns, and I think that's what we should focus on. Connor, thank you so much for your perspective this evening. Really appreciate the time. Yeah, of course. My pleasure.